Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning. Good from morning. Afar. I am well and steady. Up to date listeners will know that we uh, took an unexpected couple of weeks off. It could have been more, but thankfully it wasn't. Yep, uh, had a bit of. Uh, well, I don't want to speak for you. Well, I, I had a bit of medical stuff happening in the sense that when I woke up, I was like, wow, I'm really, really tired. Turns out I had no blood inside me, which, as we all know, is a clear indicator that of something like being a, bad. That sounds like a dumb joke Nick would make in normal circumstances, but that's more or less what happened <laughs> yeah. is my understanding. Yeah, basically, I just <laughs> lost a lot of blood. Yeah. So I had to go to the blood school, get my blood back, and now... I'm sort of on the way to having blood again. And I am Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we are recapping and discussing the last few episodes of Revolutionary Girl, Utena. We are this close, paper thin to the ending. And we are this close, paper thin to the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 media event, which will be happening between when we record and release this podcast. Could we have delayed the recording to have more info there? No. No. Don't you fucking tell us what to do. (laughs) We will never do that. Unless I, you know, lose more blood. (laughs) (laughs) And so we will discuss any news that comes out of that next week, I expect. Is it? Okay, so when you say it's a media event. Look, I don't really follow these... um, Media events. Media events, trailers, etc. too closely. It doesn't really get me excited. Uh, But... You know, a lot of speculation, and I won't certainly won't be surprised if we get an air date for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, Stone Ocean, out of that. Now, what if we get a trailer? Trailer, probably. Um, I think that I think they have said that there'll definitely there'll be full or substantial cast presence at the <gasps> event. Ooh. I think we've had very limited casting news on that front so far. But again, I don't really follow this stuff super closely. What if the guy that voices Dio is there? Oh, you mean the guy who voices uh, Toga Kiryu and Revolutionary Girl Yeah, Utena. the very uh, same. Mr. Koyasu. Yeah, what if he's there being like, yes, I'll have a strong presence in part six. What then? What do we do I then? I can neither confirm nor deny the presence of Dio Brando in part six of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean. Seems unlikely, <laughs> given that now he's dust. But aren't we all dust in a certain sense? Oh, we're all in coffins, Liam. Yes, uh, what an excellent and smooth segue to the content <laughs> of this week's episode of Revolutionary Girl Utena, the show where a possibly immortal school administrator sleeps with children. He is definitely not who you want on your side. Nick, we briefly talked about this before recording, but I was thinking a lot in our uh, unexpected hiatus about like how Akia Ottery, the villain of the piece, yep. is... And, and we talked about this last week, he's kind of a fallen Prince Charming sort of figure. Yeah. So it makes sense that his quote-unquote superpower is that, like, he can... He can charm any lady. Yeah, he can basically seduce whoever he wants. He can walk up to someone yeah. and be all like, yeah, I ride a horse. And when I say superpower, I don't necessarily mean, like, it's a magical power that he has, but within the structure of the story, yeah, he... He can do if that. If he sets his sight on a, on a woman, he is making out with them by the end of the episode. <laughs> I mean, by the end of the scene, yeah. most of the time. <laughs> He's um, like, a, he's a real X-Man, you know what I mean? He's, um, he's Charm Crawler. He's, uh, Wolver... Professor Sex. Yeah, Wolver <laughs> Sleep With You, you know? He's one of those guys that you wake up in the morning and you're like, ooh, really hope I don't have to run into Storm. Beast. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'm just trying to think what other, what other stupid X-Men there are. Jubilee. Yeah, Jubilee. Now we're just Fuck. naming X-Men. Yeah, well, I mean... 
What other way is there other than the X-Men? Not Columbo, um, um Colossus. Columbo. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you know Christopher Columbo? No, Columbo. You know the detective? Who, what? Who's Columbo? So he's this he's he's like from an old TV show. Apparently the Zoomers are all really into Columbo these days because okay. it's available on like IMDb TV or something. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. But Columbo, he's like this shabby guy. Uh, and his whole thing is being like just talking around the cakes until he gets. It's like so. I was talking to my wife the other day. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. And she was telling me, Columbo, you've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. Are you the murderer? One more thing. Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> Classic. Um, Nick. Yes, that is me. That is who I am. That is what I deem myself to exist as. What do you need? What do you want? What are you thinking about? Hot to trot. Today's the day we start rapping again. I have no blood in my system. Season 1, episode 35. <laughs> the love that blossomed in wintertime. Oh, ironically, no reference to winter at all this episode. But we can assume from context clues that it's winter, baby. Can we, though? <laughs> Togas carried out Akio's will without question, mm. up until now. <gasps> Ooh. And that will is, of course, paired today with the subsequent episode, which we'll get to in due course. But Nick, I yeah. would like to share with you mm -hmm. Ikahara's commentary from Kunahiko Ikahara, our friend, our mysterious senpai, <laughs> who... Our? Hmm? Our senpai? Why not? Why not just... I, I have a very clear senpai in mind when I think of my senpai. Um... It's Akio Ottery. Yeah, that guy. He's more metaphor than man, and I like that about him. Episode 35. The love that blossomed in wintertime. Toga's character changes personalities between the beginning, episodes 1 to 13, and the end, episodes 25 to 39. Mm. What changed him? When he was young, he met a girl. She said things like, everyone is alone, and there's no such thing as eternity. A deep despair. He couldn't save the girl, but the next day, there she was in the sunlight with something different in her eyes. Something had saved her. He wanted to know the true nature of that miraculous power that had done it. When he met her again, he tried to rule her heart. His thinking was that only the joy of being ruled could save people. Ah, he's a fascist. Ah. Like Anakin Skywalker <laughs> in Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. You know, maybe there's an alternative to democracy. Oh, don't be silly, Anakin. <laughs> but what if there is, Toga? Toga, stop. He believed that was where the power of miracles dwelled. However, the girl rejected the joy of being ruled. Mm -hmm. She was a revolutionary girl. Yeah, she was a democratic um, <laughs> senate member. And starting that day, the power of miracles that he sought transformed into something else. That something was... Shh, coy. What? Now, Nick, you have the answer to what that means from the episode. Think. <laughs> It, Think for a mere moment. Well, it can mean both carp and love. That's right. <gasps> That's what the shadow puppets taught us. Oh my god. What could it mean, though? That something was love, baby. Oh, right. Gotcha. Understood. I thought it was a horse. That's why he got the horse to then run. The so this whole episode, the whole thing is it's it's finally delving into the motivations and character of one Toga S. Kiryu. And why he's such an asshole. Why he's like... Akio's lackey, but also kind of trying to do his own thing. Uh, and the answer is that he, well, he ultimately chooses 
love. Well, it's it's a complicated situation because A, he ultimately chooses, um, you know, by, by challenging to attend to the duel, his his action is saying, saying if I beat you, we won't, won't need to play Akio's game anymore. Yeah. But the act of challenging her to the duel is also an essential part of that game. Mm. So he's, he's kind of trapped in a uh, prison of his own making. Yeah. A prison he's of his own desires. A prison of Akio's creation, if you will. Mm. Mm. But at the same time, he's still just kind of an arsehole. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We open on a synthesized variant of the uh, Utena childhood fairy tale Ooh. where we start with the same usual, like, flashback with the, like, puffy little girl in the puffy girl, dress. Yeah. But then we segue to the flashback from last time with the girl and the traveling prince and the huge, terrifying rose crest. Uh, <gasps> A rose crest of made of blades. We see again that um, Utena is wearing the Abyss Walker's ring so she can hop <laughs> over the, the darkness and approach the rose ride. <laughs> She's just like, oh, the prince is like, oh, oh the four kings. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that. They're stabbed. They're real bad stab. <laughs> Yeah, Utena is unfortunately, um, she's doing a whip-only run, which oh. has a lackluster DPS, so she can't actually defeat the four kings on her own right now. She's oh. going to have to summon assistance. Ah, uh, yeah. Are there even summons for the four kings? I don't know. Hmm. I assume so. I don't think there are. How could they not be? Because it's the four kings. It's deep in the abyss. Who would you summon? They would die on the fall down, right? Surely. Not if they had the abyss walker's ring. No, but you have the ring. Yeah, but they're from... That's how Dark Souls works, Nick. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. They're memories, aren't they? Or alternate realities. Ooh. Much like in Revolutionary Girl Utena, in the world of... Autori Academy. Lordaeron? Is that what it's called? No, that's... Lordaeron? That's that's Warcraft. Um, (laughs) No, that's Azeroth. What's the kingdom in Dark Souls called? Lordran? Yeah. Oh, how could I get those (laughs) mixed up? (laughs) Foolish boy. (laughs) <laughs> in the world of Lordran, time and memory are mutable, mm. malleable. Indeed. Anyway. And just like Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant, you equip a seen... ring and can open a door. Yeah, and she's all like, I'm going to be a prince. And the prince is like, fuck off, you are. And she's like, I am. I'm going to save the Rose Bride. Akio and Togekiryu are cruising down that highway, having a great time. And they're like, so... Toga, you're going to duel uh, Utena soon. And that's going to determine who the one who will revolutionise the world is. Yeah, pretty big stuff, eh, Togekiru? Is it going to be you, Togekiru? And Togekiru's all like, yeah, guess I am. And then Utena's all like, something's up. Yeah, Utena is in the Rose Garden with Anthe, thinking back to her childhood flashbacks and being like, I almost remember something important. There's some big thing that's something... And I'm really unclear at the moment if this is just, like, memories fading with time or if, like, she's... There's some bad juju going on here. Well, I think it must be both, right? It must be, A, she's super, super young, so, you know, when you have those flashbacks when you're, like, three years old, you're like, what the fuck was that? Um... But also maybe it's been so long that she's like... Because you remember something... she almost started to remember it last time when we had that flashback mm. while she was uh, drinking tea with Akio that he had prepared for her. Then suddenly she woke up in her own bed after the flashback. Was that tea? Look, I can't confirm or deny, but I don't Akio. trust Akio. So... Akio, what are you doing with these girls? Um, so, yeah, she's just very like... Oh. There's something, there's it's something nothing. On, the, on the tip of my, uh, what do you call it? The 
the something, and then you had a revelatory moment that wasn't revelatory. I at all. think it still is revelatory because this is her. She's got her right hand sticking in a bucket of water that she's bought Anthony. Yeah. There's no ring on that right hand. Yeah. But the ring's on the left hand. Is it though? Because I'm skipping forward to when we see it in a few bits time. Mm-hmm. Definitely on her hand. And it is on her left hand. <laughs> Nick, you foiled me again. <laughs> now, much like Rumpelstiltskin, I must tear myself in half and stomp down to the centre of the earth. Go there on. Better dwell for all eternity. Mm. Mm. Uh, 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 yep. uh. Oh, uh. And he's gone. Hello and welcome to Nick's World. The Nick Jojo Bizarre Adventure slash Utena Revolutionary Podcast where words don't mean anything and sentences are optional. So Akio enters. Oh god, he's back. Akio enters and real the bachelorette style mm. is like, Hello Utena, can I steal you away for a second? I choose you. <laughs> no, that's the opposite of what I was doing. Oh, wait, I was thinking Pokemon. Yeah. Which is just kind of like the bachelorette for like 10 minutes and then you start just picking up anyone right like because you pick your pokemon from three yeah so it's like the bachelorette picks oh yeah yeah rose ceremony yeah and then you pick one and then you just go off finding more suitors yeah it's like um it becomes like the bachelorette but polly what's polly polyamorous yes exactly and then everyone's happy because you're like wait we we can delete the elite four together there is a moment where and before Akio comes in, where Utena's like, Anthe, can I see your face for a second? Yeah, Is it possible like, that we lingering silence? Oh, Akio's here. And Akio's like, hello. Hello. Utena, I'd like to take you off somewhere. Come on a walk with me where we'll look at some big flowers. And Utena's like, oh, I, uh, me? I couldn't possibly. And Ut- Anthe has like her usual smile as they're walking away. Then as we hear the, um, the door creak shut, somebody oil that door. Um, her smile just like her face just drops and she's like guess I'm alone with the rose garden again and she looks displeased as though her plan is not coming together thank you for being so nice to my sister Utena oh Oh, it's it's nothing we're friends and we'll always be friends (laughs) oh you stupid girl if only those feelings could last you (laughs) dumb wench so then he starts talking about the symbolism of the red poppy native to southern Europe Known as the Gubijin Blossom. According to legend, they grew on the mound where Lady Gubijin, the beloved wife of Ko, was buried. Because of that, in flower language, they represent, and then he's cut off by a concerned look on her face. But we, but on we. JoJo's world, are never cut off by anything, and yeah. we have the internet on Shut our up, side. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that can cut us off is ourselves. Shit. A red poppy is a symbol of both remembrance and hope for a peaceful future. Poppies are worn as a show of support for the armed forces community. That is not at all what I thought that was going to lead to, but somehow I knew that deep down. So remembrance. And hope for for a peaceful future. Hmm. Strange thing to be bringing up. And she's like, wow, you sure know a lot about flowers. I thought you only knew about space. And he's all like, I know a lot of things about a lot of things. I'm yeah, chairman I'm of a school. I'm rose prince. That's why like, I'm giving out rose rings to everyone. I know all about flowers, but I'll never tell you that until the time is right. Oh. <laughs> so then we get this weird, like, <laughs> photo shutter sound. Yeah, well, there's like a... Like, as if a photo has just been taken, and it zooms out to a very, very wide shot, and the Akio car is parked elsewhere in the flower maze. <laughs> and then we just get 
So, uh, what are you doing with her, hey? Yeah, it's, um, it's Kiryu, uh, and... And Akio in the observatory with the car doing a photo shoot. And the the way it goes is every time Akio is doing like a normal pose, uh, a bit extra, but just like relatively normal. Mm-hmm. And then when the flash happens, when it subsides, when the light subsides, like his shirt is open and he's all, oh. Yeah, it's like he's wearing his normal outfit and then yeah, like flash. flash. And then he's in the white driving the car outfit. And it's just so extra. Yeah. So extra. A lot um, of boys taking off their shirts in these two episodes. These boys. Like, a lot. A in the lot. winter time too. <laughs> Never alluded to, but we know. It's cold out there. Their sweet nips must be freezing. And Tiger's taking the photos, being like, Utena is my opponent in a very important duel coming up, as you know. So I was planning to emotionally manipulate her like I did last time. But am I, or is it something deeper, something more, something more sincere? Me, Toga Kiryu, feeling a sincere emotion for the first time in my life? No, no it couldn't be. This is something else. This must be some kind of weird, like, drug that you've fueled into me. I like this wide shot where it reveals that the car they're taking their photos on is on a sort of glass platform atop a huge other stack of identical cars. And it's like, it's cars all the way down, Mr... Mr. Fry. It's a big pyramid of cars. Yeah. Made of cars on cars. Cars on cars on cars. It's big old stack of pancakes, but the pancakes are cars. Have you ever felt the need to... Have you ever... Ever ever felt felt like this? this? When strange strange things things happen. happen. Inside my car pyramid? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so they're just taking photos on top of these cars. And he's like, I need you, Kiryu, to bring her a present and say it's from me, but you can pick... I'm not good at this and I don't really care about her emotions genuinely. So I'll let you pick what it is. Okay, does it matter what I get her? Something good. And then he starts playing with his nipple. <laughs> Just being like, oh yeah, take those photos. You're off. a natural playboy. You must be good at choosing presents. And Kiri's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Utena doesn't do gifts. I once gave her a dress and she was not very impressed. And Akio's like, oh, but you're forgetting. That she still loves the prince who gave her a ring. I'm the chairman, you dumb fuck. Yeah. She'll she'll love anything if Do it's my me. bidding, you little bitch. And Kiryu's all like, mm, okay, fine. Right, I guess I can. I've got misgivings. Toga Kiryu, and then you do it. We finish this scene by Akio licking and biting a red poppy. I believe he all... I thought he was going to eat it. And yeah, I was like, he bites oh. off a... Um, a single petal. Mm. Or is it a rose? I think it's a poppy. Hmm. Hard to say. It is hard to say because it is an old animated show. And we are not especially familiar with flowers. I'm no botanist, but I would dare say it arose. I That's think. just me. Why would it be a rose in this show, though? That doesn't make any sense. Mm, a deep, transitive question. So it's Wakaba and... Utena, just back going in around their business, being pals. We love it when Wakaba's there. They're walking up the stairs. Great visual gag with Wakaba in this scene at one point where she gets excited about something and starts like shaking Utena, then transitions into like actually beating her up. <laughs> Utena's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So Togekiryu is there. Hello, can I speak with you? Oh, you really hate me, don't you? Yes, I, I really do, says Utena. The chairman asked me to bring you this, these beautiful earrings. <gasps> Wakaba suddenly is like, oh my God, he's so good. And that's he's when so she nice. gets excited and beats her up. Yeah. Isn't this great, Akio? And is like, but I have misgivings on account of my heroic nature. Mm, mm. It seems suspicious that he would get me any Besides, gift. Besides, oh, that don't suit me. Too feminine for me. I'm the tomboy, Utama Tenjo. Mm. And Tokiri is all like, oh, please. Yeah, and he's just holding a carrot, like... Oh, yeah, he has a carrot. Brandishing it. Yeah, he has a carrot that he's just like, oh, yes, this is a carrot and a stick. Don't get me wrong. I'm Togekiryu. 
She puts them on. Oh, so cool. But are they really me? <sighs> and Tokir is lost in thought for a moment as he looks into Lieutenant Tendo's eyes. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, we need to talk. Quick, come away with me. Ride on this big, beautiful horse with me. And Wakaba's all like, no, so don't do it. They transition to this, like the conversation keeps happening, but then there are cutaways to like galloping horses, galloping mm-hmm. hooves. Yeah. And I thought they were going to do that thing from that early Nanami episode where, oh no, a horse has gotten loose. And Kiryu saves the day. Yeah, punches a horse oh. out once again. Oh my God. Maybe it's alluding to that, but yeah, now maybe. he's the horse and the boxer. Wakaba's like, he's just going to be mean to you again. Don't go with it. And Utena's like, oh, maybe I'll give him one last yeah. chance to be an idiot. Well, she's sweating a lot. Well, but, but also, like, Wakaba gets in real close and like, oh, real, like, serious fucking warning here. Don't be alone with him in the dark. That's a good warning, though. Yeah. That's a very good warning. Yeah. And then they're on a horse, galloping through some random outdoor area. And he's like, I really do want to talk with you, but first let's ride on this horse for a while. And Utena's like, Jesus Christ, you you never have ridden a horse, have you? Well, like Most people haven't ridden horses, she says. And Toga's all like, of course I've ridden a horse many times. I'm Togekiri. Shouldn't you get into horses? They're all part of that prince aesthetic that you're super into. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't deconstruct your, like, playboy mystique, so, like, leave my thing alone. Hey, we've all got our kinks, and mine is... I don't know, but it's something to do with princes, probably. So in the most, like, annoyingly predictable thing here, Utena falls off the horse, and she's falling, she's gonna hit the ground, but then uh, the unmistakable hand of Akio swoops down, and he's behind them on his own white horse and picks (gasps) her up. And Akio's all like, wow, that could have been very bad. Toga's black horse. Mmm. And he's just like, that could have been very bad. Why did you drop Utena? Watch where you're going, Kiryu. So now uh, Kiryu is on the roof aqueduct, remembering the rest of that scene. As if he was trapped. As if he was still there. Ah. But he's not. He's elsewhere, as the establishing shot tells yeah. us. Even though, for all intents and purposes, he's there. So Toki Because Kiryu... he is present yeah. for the scene, which is in the past, even though we haven't seen it. Yeah, so Toki Kiryu is still on his black horse, Archeo now on his white horse with Utena mm-hmm. in tow. Meanwhile, another girl brings K- Kiryu a um a in flower. The present, in the present. Yep, a poppy and a, a letter being like, can you read this for me? I'm super into you. I've always admired you. And he's like, oh yes, let's, let's make out. And then she runs away. Yeah. Still got it. <laughs> I think he said, your earnestness is very sincere or something like yeah, that. Yeah, lovely. Or, or attractive or... But then after she know. runs away... Um, he is like scornfully thinking, Togakiri, I'll, I'll quote this, Togakiriu, the Playboy Student Council president. Playboy is so old fashioned and it's like <gasps> stepping on the letter. Oh, he's really. And a butterfly is having at the rose. Oh, Don't know what that means. A caterpillar to a growing butterfly. up. I think maybe he's realizing there's more to life than mm. fucking school girls. I'm having emotions. I better go dual Sionji in the kendo room. That's how I process things. So he goes to Sionji and Sionji's like... as always, angrily doing kendo by himself (laughs) because everybody hates him. (laughs) And he's all like, ah, your sword lacks confidence today. And Kiryu's all like, what? Until Sionji comes around, like, because Toga starts showing, like, actual human emotions, Mm. Sionji just spends all his scenes in these episodes just fucking roasting the core of Kiryu's entire being. Sionji starts up his bloody, uh... Uh, Instagram story like I'm about to ruin this guy's entire career (laughs) he's literally just like so your confidence is evaporating from your sword 
And he's like, do you really think you can tell me just from that sword? I, yeah, I got quotes, I got quotes. Oh shit, here we go. You're arrogant and pompous and full of treacherous confidence. That's the sort of man you are. You pretend to be chivalrous, but you've never really loved anyone. Ooh. People are nothing but tools to you. And he's pointing his uh, bokken at him this whole time. And Toga's all like, yeah, but... Yeah. That was your strength. However, will your sword defeat her now? And he says, you talk too much. You're leaving yourself open. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. But it's him that's being... And as they're open. clacking, he's flashing back to finding the girl in the coffin <gasps> and cradling her hair and failing to save her. Oh. Even though someone else came along and saved her. Yeah. And that's someone, the prince. So... We can basically deduce that Togekiri was feeling inadequate. <laughs> He's basically like... No, it's almost like by modelling my life on this huge jerk, when I come into conflict with this huge jerk, even indirectly, I'm going to feel inadequate because he's better at everything that I've styled myself as. And I have nothing else. <laughs> Oh shit, I have human emotions. <laughs> Where'd my sister go after I told her we went biologically related so she didn't want to fuck me anymore? Yeah, maybe, maybe there's something to that. Maybe I, I should... Uh... I said as much to you while we were watching. Um, I think while we were waiting for some, an ad to load or something. But mm. I've, I've given it some more thought and I think Togo was right to not tell Nanami the truth that they are actually brother and sister. Toga did nothing wrong. <laughs> because, like, as I said to you, her whole... Like, unhealthy infatuation with him it's is predicated on their biological sibling. Because it's their bond. Yeah. That's their bond. So I feel like, you know, if she goes away and gets over that and gets used to having a normal relationship with him for a while, yeah. that might be good for her. But what if, to be happy, <laughs> right, to be really happy... Maybe they just need to Oedipus it out, you know? Men will literally drive their sisters out of the show instead of going to therapy. <laughs> so I think then we have Shadow Puppets. Yep, Shadow Puppets. Who they have a very on-the-nose... So it's a girl reading and also Casanova, the cool manly sailor, the legendary nice guy fisherman. Ah, the nice guy fisherman. And all the fish are like, oh, you're so charming. Please cut me up. Ah. All the fish in the sea. And it's all, it's, it's very clearly a metaphor for Akio and or Toga and the way that the girls throw themselves at them mm. effortlessly. And uh, so Casanova's like, all right, let's get all the fish. They're so easy to exploit. Mm. Starts eating them up. Their skeletons are left oh, over. Oh, but what's this one that won't that I can't control? Uten. And there's a little mermaid down there, being like, "Oh, it's it, me, shh, koi." And the subtitle note helpfully informs us that in Japanese, koi can mean both carp and love. Oh, is that why we have koi ponds? So that we can go swim in the love juices? Don't say that <laughs> to me ever again. <laughs> so. It's pretty obvious that they're going for, oh, yeah, no, Togekiryu. He's, love he's found, and redeems. Yeah, he, he's fallen in love with this girl that does not love him back. This uncontrollable girl. Yeah, who wants to revolutionise nothing right now. No revolutionising She wants to revolutionise the kind of people who constantly vie for control of Anthe. She's trying to revolutionise the school... Just fighting her all She's the time. She's just kind of trying to do her own thing, you know? She's trying to revolutionise... She wants to do the high jump. She wants to take the <laughs> boys' basketball team to regionals. She wants to revolutionise the Olympics, all right? She wants to find the prince from her childhood, and she doesn't want to find out that that prince is... Uh, An arsehole. 2,000-year-old man who's literally the devil. She is trying to revolutionise season four of Revolutionary Girl Lieutenant. 
the sports season. Ah. Yeah. Where she goes to the prince Olympics. Prince of tennis. And then suddenly everyone's a prince. Oh. Yeah, that's right. She suddenly realizes, wait, the prince is the one that I'd make a prince. Oh. Wait, hang on. Say that again. So, like, anyone that I deem to be a prince can oh, be a prince. a prince is just a state of mind, man. Exactly. A prince is anything that you validate to be a prince. And that's why Akio has such a hold over everyone. Because people are just like, oh, um, he's uh, such a prince. Who do you think, uh, who do you think Tenor's favourite, uh, unfortunately deceased, uh, experimental pop musician is? I want to say it is the witch formerly known as <laughs> Anthe Himamea. You know what? That's close enough to what I was going for. <laughs> Dudding. So, um, <laughs> Anthe What do you is... think? Um, oh. oh, God. Do I have anything for this? <laughs> um, Hang on. We can thread this needle. What do you think uh, Utena Tenjo's favourite uh, low-budget, low-effort net uh, streaming Christmas movie is? I want to say Die Hard. Correct. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, I was looking for a Christmas prince. Oh, damn it. What do you think? King Charles Cavalier. Hey, good enough, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty close. I was going to say, what do you think the current ruling prince is of uh, the modern era? But I don't know enough about that whole hierarchy to give you a proper answer, so I'm going to say yes. What do you think a prince is? Is it something eternal? It's not... <laughs> you stupid <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Oh, this is going nowhere. And I'm like, I can bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> it's night time. Anthe is lying awake being like, huh, where's Utana? Uh, as they always do. Um, and she is in the kitchen nook looking at the earrings, earrings that Kiryu gave her from Akio. <gasps> and then remembering how Akio let her touch the horse. Oh, and she's like, wow, is it okay to touch the horse? And he's like, yeah. It's, they're big, but very gentle. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're riding the horse and she's like, a prince on an actual white horse. And then he's riding the horse with her and like, they're very timid creatures actually. Sometimes the wind will blow the wrong way and scare them and they'll die of a heart attack. Ah. Horse fact. Is that real? Yeah. Is it real? Yeah. (laughs) Hang on a minute, what? The Wait, horses can die from the wind? Yeah, it scares them. (laughs) They have a heart attack? Yeah. That's true, I'm pretty sure. Walk. They just they just take two steps. Like, oh my god, what is that? And just die. Yeah. What? What the fuck? What? Horses are nature's cars. What? They take two steps forward. They feel the wind on their nostrils and they're like, oh Jesus fucking Christ, and just die of a heart attack because they get real scared. Mm-hmm. And then Uten- Anthe comes and finds sleeping Utena and is like, oh, you'll catch a cold. Meanwhile, in the space fuck palace, the fuck zerbatory. Um, it's uh. Akio, it's Togekiru. Both of their shirts are open, and when we cut to them, they each get a spinning rose sigil on the screen. Toga's is red, Akio's is purple. And they recap the events of the day, much like the podcast JoJo's World, where we sit in my observatory with our shirts open and recap the events of the episode. The fuck observatory, <laughs> aka just Liam's bedroom, I guess. Yeah, it's... that's what I call it. Yeah, because it's kind of it's fine <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't happy about the present uh, toga kiryu remarks yeah. 
Just as I suspected. Akio rebukes. And Akio's laying on the ground amid a bunch of potted cacti. None of them have flowered yet. And he's like, she's torn. Perhaps you chose the gift poorly. And Tiger's like, no, I didn't. I mean, look, I saw it coming that the gift was going to be shit. All right? (laughs) We all saw it coming. But she likes the gift. She's pondering it at night. Mm, I wish I could see them on her. She'd make a charming princess. Not a prince, he says. And Togekiru suddenly is like, mm, I don't know. Huh. Maybe Akio's not in the right here. Maybe I should duel her. And then Akio's laying on the ground being like, I hope you win. And then a cacti that Togekiru is holding flowers yep. open. As if to represent his idea flourishing. And we are generously treated to the great sequence of the lift going up to the student council pavilion. But cruelly denied the chicken and egg monologue. Oh. Because it's just Toga and Sayonji going up there. To have a conversation and take their shirts off. And they're realising now, there is no chicken. There is no egg. There was only... Something God. eternal. <laughs> You're saying that girl was Utena, Sayonji's saying? Okay, and then the best line of dialogue in anything ever happens. Um, wait, no. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to but it. But right now, they say, You're saying Utena was the girl we found in the coffin? She is still all alone in her coffin. Uh, and if I'm to save her, I must defeat her. And Sion just like, wow, you genuinely love her. That's a new one for you. And then like, so he says that. Hundreds and then we cut back to yeah, all these press conference microphones in front of, front of Toga. Like hundreds of microphones. More and more people are asking it. They want to know the answer. Is Toga Kiryu in love with Utena? And he has a quick flashback to all the intimate moments they've had. Uh, and it seems like possibly yes. Quite possibly. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he says, even I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, My feelings are so unknowable that even I don't know them. We flash back to uh, Sionji, who's got microphones on him now, and he's like, huh. Yeah, and as they talk, like, it's classic student council skit shit. Like, yeah. So, like, there's, more and more cameras are propped up on tripods around them, and there's, like, a stenographer, and... Mm-hmm. There's, there's so much going on. We got so many letters from End of the World lately, so we completed so many tasks, but now I, Toga Kiryu, have the final letter... Ah, I see. You can just talk directly to the end of the world, can't yeah. you? Yeah. And so, Sayonji, making a strong play for, like, the most vicious character in the show at the 11th hour, being like, you're just his little lapdog now. You're just his little pet sitting inside of the kennel. And then he stands up and his shirt is open and he's like, are you content with that, Toga? You... Whose hair is red, the colour of ambition. Togekiru stands up and takes his shirt off. And he's all like, never. I would never be content. I follow him because a long time he saved her. And he finally gives... And then they are like doing Jojo poses on chairs and shit. Uh, And Togekiru's like, I want power like he has. That's all I've ever wanted. Maybe the chairman did save her that time. And then they're both completely shirtless, standing, looking over the school. And the best line of dialogue in this or anything ever, quote... (laughs) Maybe the chairman did save her that time, but she's still trapped in that coffin. No, not just her. We're all, all trapped, trapped in our coffins. Oh. And shot of the, uh, the church cross window looking over the three coffins. Utena, Toga, and Sion. And like, yeah, they both like age up from their flashback selves to their present selves in, a, in an instant. And then Utena and Anthea are sitting under a tree. Sitting on that hill they like to sit on. Choo Choo is trying to get into that earring box. And Utena's like, no, you can't. It's not allowed, Choo Choo. Or I'll show you them. Symbolising Anthea's hidden interest in it, potentially. Mm. 
as she pretends to be reading. Charcoal just smeared across paper. And then Sionji and Kiryu come up. Sionji immediately lays down the ground and puts his head on Anthony's oh, lap. Oh no, that's not yet. Oh, that's not yet. Oh, uh, they talk for a bit first. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not for a while yet, Liam. You're thinking next episode. And, oh my god, this was, this was fucking intense. Like, Anthony... Utena lays down, looks at Anthony and sees her in a silhouette for a moment and has a moment of flashback as she seems to see uh, the shape of Anthony's body and then heaps of swords sticking out of it. And it's like, what? Did I just almost remember something? Anthony's like, is there something wrong, Utena? She's like, no, it's, it's okay. It's fine. I thought I remembered something, but I didn't. But then the next episode, Sayonji and Toka come up. Whoa, are we not even talking about the notes? Okay, but I want to talk about yeah. that scene. Oh, we'll okay. get there. Oh, we'll, we, you have to earn it, Liam. You can't just, you can't just fight. I guess the there big is bad. a structure to these things. You gotta make sure that you get the right IMDb quote. Episode thirty-six, and the doors of night open <gasps> like winter. <laughs> okay, you speak on that. <laughs> well, it's like the love that blossoms in the wintertime, and now the doors of night—they're both cold. Well, famously, he is the prince who runs through the night. Oh, the doors of night open. Night with a K. No. Uh, night. Yeah, the prince who runs through the night, as in runs through <laughs> with a sword. <laughs> Just like a solid bisection. Tug has resolved to duel with Utena one more time. Aware of his feelings for her, he concludes that the only way to save her is to defeat her before she can before she meets her prince. Cancelled. Believe women. Let her be empowered. <laughs> never. Never. The only way I can protect you is to control you. Now, give me that sweet Akihira. Ikuhara. Ikuhara. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to remember anyone's name. Ever. It was determined from the very initial production stages, back when the show was still thought of as a normal shoujo manga anime, okay. that Akio Otteri was the prince. Uh, who then uh. was Toga. I wrapped, I racked my brains over it. He was a cool guy, but he wasn't the man of her destiny, Akio Otteri. Mm. In which case, who was he? We, hmm, curious phrasing here, it goes we, comma, no, as in, as in. We? No. No, 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 as in... So we... Okay, just read. <laughs> okay, all right, let me read this. We, no, there... So no is in opposite of yes as opposed to comprehend. Yeah, it's like we... We, no. No, there was no. one thing I did know. He had ambition. That was the key word. Ooh. I'm always an ally to girls. Togo once said those words to the girl in the coffin. And since then, he's been continually tested by his own words. Mm. See, Togo's a cutely single-minded guy. Okay, go on. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole note? Yep. Okay. Togo's a cutely single-minded guy. Is, is that acutely That's or... A-cutely. Oh, he's a cutely single-minded guy. Toga, just kind of a handsome idiot, it turns out. <laughs> he wants power. But who doesn't? The little... Oh, look at him go. He's so cute. Who's Toga Kiryu? Well, Toga Kiryu's a himbo icon. <laughs> He's a guy who turns out just kind of was there. He's just a tool for <laughs> trades. So, yeah, he and Sionji come up to the girls on the hill. And they're all like, hey, what up? Uh, there's also a whole scene before this of flashback of when they were riding the horse together. Um, Utena and... And Akio. Yeah, being like, it feels good once you're used to riding the horse, huh? And then they Ugh. kiss by the lake. Ugh. Ugh. We hate it when they kiss. Akio, no. He's the prince, but is he? 
He's a dark prince. Oh my god. He's just like me. And then when they ride home, like, Kiryu greets him and they both have their shirts open. Welcome back. Thanks. We're doing the bad things. Jury and and Mickey are in the fencing place. And they're watching through the window from the balcony as Utena comes back and they're like, we see her as a woman now. No, a girl. Doesn't matter. What? Cancelled. What? How (laughs) dare you? No, they're just like, all I see is a girl now. And they're like, what do you mean? Have you not noticed? It's like, I have noticed some change. Then truly, these are the end yes, times. Yes, truly. <laughs> the, uh, the, the apocalypse the, is The portents have shown themselves. <laughs> there can be no good in this world. I see a grim omen. Utena Tenja was acting like a girl. <gasps> she cannot. The day of revolution is approaching. But what is this vague, awful feeling I have? It's Jury dread. is so wise. Mm. And then it's it yeah when does God, it, it is a while before that one scene happens isn't it <laughs> it really because is then, then I told you you have to earn we, it we have to get to the scene where Sayonji T poses to assert dominance because <laughs> it's the night highway and we assume like always it's going to be Akio's car cruising along but instead it's Toga's much less much lamer motorcycle and sidecar mm-hmm. with uh, Toga driving and Sayonji in the sidecar and. It's like a funny inversion of the usual way these scenes go, where um, uh, Kiryu asks, "Do you f- do you like the thrum of the engine?" And do you Sayonji, like the throb yeah. of my? Um, and Sayonji stuff. goes, "No." Oh, well, why not? It's because I don't I'm like driving. It. It's weird. I like to be in control. I don't like to be in the sidecar. Well, too bad I'm driving. Okay, it's my motorbike. Well, you can get out and walk, young man. Uh, Sayonji then T poses in the well, sidecar. Uh, the good quote though, good oh. quote from Sayonji on not liking the the engine. <laughs> you have weird tastes. It's not good. <laughs> you don't like it because I'm driving. I don't like not being in control or letting anyone get too deep into my heart. Mm. 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 Deep. What are you planning to do? Are you going to duel her? Just do what end of the world wants? And then scene within a scene as Akio and. Toga are reclining shirtless on a bed. You know, just just dude things. Wait, what were they saying here? She's lovely now. You mean Utena? Oh, yes. Innocent and sweet. An unmatched pre... You know, Nick, when we are recording this podcast and reclining shirtless on a bed, it's just good, normal conversation. Yeah. But these boys, just talking about pretty girls they treasure... Do we not talk about pretty girls that we treasure? As cacti flower in the fog is okay. So the, the the image of the flowering cacti uh-huh. is this like a hedgehog's dilemma sort of thing combined with a puberty metaphor? What the fuck is the hedgehog's dilemma? Well, Nick, if if in future we watch Neon Genesis Evangelion, oh God, okay. you'll hear lots about the hedgehog's dilemma. What's because that is it's the notion that the hedgehog mm-hmm. craves intimacy, but because of its uh. spine. It's too afraid to get close to anyone in particular because it'll spike Lest it hurt them or they hurt him. Mm. But now the hedgehog or cactus is flowering, symbolising like blossoming womanhood. I was going to say the cactus is Toga and the blossoming is him trying to self-actualise desperately. But unfortunately the cactus, like so many other plants, requires water to sustain itself. And that pot plant is out of water and we haven't seen it getting watered in a long time. It's time to rise from our coffins, Sayonji says. From the co- and he stands up in the sidecar, shirt open. From the coffins, end of the world has prepared for us. And then he T-poses to assert dominance. And then Kiryu's like, sit the fuck down. Yeah, what does he say? Um, standing like that is dangerous. And then there's a long pause and 
He's like, Anji goes, right. And we see his silhouette in the distance clamber back down. <laughs> I like the, the sort of fun little comedy beat. Yeah. And then... And I really like the way that this motorcycle scene like really drives home Toga as lesser version of Akio. <laughs> like, not as cool a car. People that aren't as into it. He's just like, just sit down. I, yeah. I can't afford anything. I don't have insurance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I think we have... I don't even remember what this bit is. Then it's um, Lieutenant in something. bed, Anthe gone, mm-hmm. Choo Choo sleeping with a big snot bubble that bursts all over him and she cleans it up. Like, do you miss Anthe when she disappears to be with her brother? And she seems more feminine with her tomboyish attire unbuttoned slightly as she's resting. I mean, she is in fucking bed. You, can, you can't begrudge her opening her jacket a bit. Never! <laughs> So then there's a ding-dong at the doorbell. Yeah, the doorbell that leads straight into the bedroom rings. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the bedroom. It's Toga Kiryu, and she says, Mr. President. Mr. President. It's me, Mr. President. And you need like, to come with me. Get off my plane. And she's all like, I'm not on your Will fucking you come plane. with me? And she's like, really? At this fucking hour? You want me to go with you, notorious playboy? I think I know what you want. And Toga's like, no, that's not what I want. What if I said this concerns the end of the world? <gasps> But not like the end of the world, like the guy. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll come with you. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah sure. Let's go to the duel forest that we are explicitly not allowed to go up to without a duel because of that one time in season one where Sayonji kidnapped Anthe up there and then shit got real weird. Mm. You remember that? No, but I'm willing <laughs> to then, believe it happened. So, for those of you like Nick who don't remember, Kiryu was making his big plays. Yeah. And he gave Sayonji a fake end of the world envelope telling mm. him to kidnap Anthe and take her to the duel arena. Yeah. And then they went up oh, there. Oh, this is when he got expelled. Yeah, Sayonji got right. knocked out. And then when they went up there, Anthe was in a big weird coffin, big weird rose coffin. Yes. And then the sky castle fell from the sky on Sayonji, That's but it right. didn't actually happen. Uh, and all these pillars rose up from the ground yeah, and they cause... had to leap and retrieve Anthe. And then... Uh, Sayonji reared up and was going to cut Utena in half But Kiryu tanked the blow Because mm, none of it was real But also All of it was real yeah. <laughs> I think I remember that now Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been the, You know At that time they weren't allowed up there Yeah The but castle now, was like How dare you I've never come to the dueling arena at night before Except for possibly that one time are you scared? And they're riding the lift up and he's like up in her personal space. And she's and like, she's hey, all... get out of my personal space. And he's like, why? Is there something too romantic about this? Shut story? up. Okie dokie, then I will. And they're up there and the sky castle's gone. It's just the stars, Utena, Togekiryu. This is where we dueled each other, he says. And it's like, she's like, yeah, this is where I duel everyone. Yeah, this is, this is the dueling I, arena. I've dueled everyone I've met at this school up here. Just quite except, literally. Except with the sole exception of the Onion Prince, who was not worthy of dueling. Oh, the poor Onion Prince. It's a shame that the th- those three boys never got their own duel. Three boys. Oh! Because <laughs> th- that was prime, like... That, they could have done it with a black rosing. Yeah. They could have had, like, their own moment to be like, we're three boys. We're all the same, but we're all different. But we're not vermin. <laughs> not like them. Uh, no. And then the Sky Castle emerges out of the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> And it's all like, oh, it's beautiful. And then Toga's all like, like you, please be with me this one night. Please, just, I need to engrave this feeling within me that I love you. Yeah, it was pretty full on. He's like, I love you. I'm so happy I was able to meet a person as lovely as you. And she's like, she thinks he's doing his usual shtick. Yeah, and she's all like, what the fuck, dude? Get to the fucking point, man. And And she says, he says, are you in love with the chairman? 
And she says, no, that would be a, a criminal act on his part. <laughs> <That's such a laughs> we com- certainly never went to a hotel and an amusement park together. That's a conflict of interest that I'm not willing to discuss. <laughs> certainly, uh, should, I don't live in his house and I'm in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> I would never, you know... <laughs> He's engaged. Sis- sister, sis- sister... I with her, yeah. I'm with her. I'm with her. That's that's how that works. Aren't you going to tell me about end of the world? She says, and he says, I can't tell you who he is. But if I did, it would solve a lot of problems. You know, I can't tell you who he is, but I can tell you. You'll he's find out. Here. And he's like, Come on, let me be your prince. Come on. You'll find out. I'm about to summon. Yeah. Um. So Utena's like, Look, nah, no, I'm man, done. you did this. Sh- can I be your prince shit in season one? And like, it was just a trick to get the sword of Dios from me. Not feeling it. And so he's like, look, all I want. I is, love you. Is this one and night. And he gets down and he proposes to her. I love you. I just want all of you inside me. That's all I bloody want. Can you hear, can you give me this one night? I'm not, just, just trust me. It's, I'm, okay. I want to be with you. Quote. Mm-hmm. Even if I cannot be worthy of you, let me be here with you for this moment at least. Blech. That would be enough. Ugh. And she kisses her hand and uh, he continues, If I can just engrave this feeling into me of being with you tonight, it would be enough. Will you at least let me have that? And she says, all right. And then like leans into him. And he immediately puts an arm yeah. over her shoulders like, yes. Discreet cutaway. I'm in. <laughs> Real uh, low status moment for Toga Kiru. Yes. He's realising that the playboy motif might not be the way to go. Maybe. And I suppose everyone, like, he, it's the same with him, with uh, Mickey and, certainly with Jury. I, don't, I haven't really thought about it in context of Mickey and Sionji. But with all of their, like, little last arcs here, they mm. are sort of overcoming that core flaw of their character. Mm. So, like, the whole Shiori and Jury thing. Yep. Uh, Nanami and Togakiri, her obsession with Togakiri, mm-hmm. Ki- Togakiri himself and his playboy nature. Like, it's all, they're all actualizing beyond those like character gimmicks that drive their conflict with Utena. Hmm. And now they're sort of evolving past them. Yeah. Like some kind of Darwinian nightmare. It's, what was so Sionji's whole thing, like he was he was basically just like giving it one last go anyway, wasn't he? Because <laughs> he already came back and was like, hey I'm done with dueling, but then he was like, unless Maybe if I just duel Utena, <laughs> yeah. he would be with me forever. Mickey had to sort of get over his whole thing with Kazue. Yep. Um, and his whole th- obsession with Anthe. The vermin are just kind of the vermin still, but they're not the vermin, I guess. Because now the playboy is no more. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, point being, everyone's getting their moment to shine. Everyone's getting resolution. Except for Wakaba, who is still not one of those people who shine. <laughs> she just kind of had a moment that was like, yeah, I have Sionji, and now she doesn't have Sionji. Utena stands in the bedroom, looking out the window... And then suddenly it's daytime and she's still in the same position. It's like, it reminds me of that bit in The Young Ones where they're just standing in the garden. Mm. Then suddenly, like, all the lighting changes to nighttime, like, in a moment. And they just go, oh, nighttime. Let's go back inside. <laughs> <laughs> so she's there standing being like, do I really want to duel? Does, do I want Toga Kiryu to be my prince? That's what he said when I first met him. Mm. I wondered if he was my prince back then. It turns out he wasn't. Hmm. And then it's, okay, Sayonji and Kiryu back in the student council pavilion and fun little, the, the fun little vignette this time mm-hmm. is there is a, um, a, a vase on the table with roses in it. Mm-hmm. Every time we cut away and cut back, the roses change to a different character's key colour. So, like, there's the pink Utena roses and the 
the orange jury roses and the blue Mickey roses and so on. Mm-hmm. And then, like, as the conversation goes on as well, like, we hear gunshots. Like and, a Wild West. Yeah, and the, uh, like, a single rose gets shot, gets shot away each time until I think there's only one left at the end. They all, maybe they all go, I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. we'll see. So he's like, I spent a magical night with her in the dueling palace last night. <laughs> and I realised that I do have human emotions for her. <gasps> he's not a robot. And so I realised I do love her. So what? So now what? Intense close-up. I will fight her again. <laughs> and I must win to protect her from the president who is an awful person. Not the president, the chairman. I'm the president who is an awful person. <laughs> Uh, all these roses are getting shot out. So it's not quite exposition because it's still um, all very vague. But he, he says, if she wins the next duel, she gains the power to bring the world revolution. But if she does that, Sayonji says, she'll fall into end of the world's hands. And we still don't necessarily know what any of this means. And mm. we don't necessarily need to know, but we want to. It's oh, tantalising. We don't need to know anything in this world, Liam. Ignorance is bliss. Pachu. And then we're finally on the hill. Anthe and Utena are just sort of chilling around. Choo choo. He's digging a hole with a trowel and fighting a worm. He's doing his best. <laughs> Anthe is just calmly sitting there. I don't know what she's doing. Utena's like, hey, Anthe, do you ever think that maybe, and then, who should show the up boys. in the boys. As I said before, Sayonji immediately lies down and puts his head in Anthe's lap. And Kiryu takes Utena and shoves her up against the tree. I don't think he shoves her. He gently caresses her up against the tree. Puts his hand on the tree, both his hands on the tree, either side of her head, gets in real close into it and says, Fight me, coward. <laughs> I want you to fucking no, destroy me. He says, me. I want you to duel me again. And then she's like, what the fuck? Why? Don't you want to protect the Rose Bride? And she says, yeah, obviously. I, mean, I won't let anyone take her. Great, double or nothing. If you win, then we'll never duel you for her again. But if I win, we've got to go out. You become my woman. And he, Okay, so she, she says, I misjudged you. I never thought you'd say something like that. What's your read on that line? She thought that he was a sort of noble pained dude at some point but at least he had dignity see I, my take on it was the opposite I mm. thought it was A thought you'd never stop trying to take that rose bride mm. B consummate playboy thought you'd never try and settle down yeah I don't know it could be either way mm, it's deliciously ambiguous mm. like so much in this television oh, program so many issues so little time so many issues so little clarity <laughs> We have so many questions for you, Ikahara. And we have so few answers, because he'll probably just tell us about Mawaru Penguin Drum, or those girls who abducted him as a kid and told him to re- to revolutionise the world. God damn it. The vermin. No objections, let's duel. So, then we get Shadow Puppets. It's um, a prince on a white horse, and the other, the girl puppet mistakes the the prince of the white horses for the horse itself and the prince is like no but i i'm not a horse but they call me the prince of the white horses i get it because uh utena's being played like a damn fiddle and thinks that the white horse is the horse kiryu when in fact in fact he's a dark horse Ah. archaeology the devil himself (gasps) my god nick we've been playing um a game for all too long (laughs) yep Ching! You and I need to do <laughs> Um, And we pull out our Yu-Gi-Oh decks, obviously. Um, dice monsters, please. Dungeon dice monsters. <laughs> um, Nick, we've been playing Guilty Gear Strive together of late. Yes, night. yes. And in the plot line for that... A- you literally were like, you had your hair normal for a minute. You said something about Guilty Gear Strive and the plot, and now 
you pressed your hands up against your hair, and suddenly you look like a mad scientist about to talk about the Guilty Gear plot. But go <laughs> I on. I mean, that's what reckoning with the Guilty Gear plot will do to a man, right? <laughs> go on. Uh, that man... Oscar, yes. Yep, uh, the villain of the piece, who's also just kind of a guy. Yeah. And also the who most is, powerful wizard in the world. Yeah, the child prodigy who studied magic because he saw the downfall of technology. Uh, is referred to as the devil himself at the start of the game. Yeah, yeah. Much like Akio Ottery is like, mm. hey, I'm named Akio, which is the fo- the morning star, which is also known as Lucifer. And you see, I was once an angelic figure, much like Lucifer, but then we both failed to become the devil himself. Ah, I see, I see. But isn't Lucifer Hatton? Yeah. Oh. But he's cool. <laughs> he's got such good, like, I want to get what I want energy, you know? Do what thou wilt. That is the whole of the law. Yeah, man. I think that's like the Satanist's creed. Nice. It's just like, be excellent to one another because fuck knows God oh, isn't. We love to be excellent to one another and party on dudes. Yeah. If I could, I'd drink every day and slay every night. And I'm not talking about sex. If a cow had a chance, it'd kill you and everyone you care about. I want to eat them all up, just like I eat, um... Ass. Yeah. (laughs) So then we get the absolute destiny apocalypse. Yep. One last time, question mark, or will we get one more? I reckon one. Maybe we'll just get one bloody more, mate. Maybe we'll just get one bloody more. Just cheeky bloody slide it into my DMs. Just a cheeky destiny apocalypse. A cheeky absolute We're, we're definitely approaching that destiny apocalypse. Man, we really well, are. I should say we are absolutely approaching it. In the destinial way. The sequence does not uh, change. So we, we, can, we can gloss over that. It's time to do, 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 It's uh, a sequence of events that has seen the light of day. And then a super cool um, dual initiation sequence as Sayonji is there to help his best friend Toga... By pulling a sword out of him. In a very hetero manner. Um, The the shots that we get are extremely... uh, This is a high deal sequence, but there's not a lot of actual sword fight shots going on. Yeah, so they have very intimate moments pulling swords out of one another. Yep. Uh, Utena and Kiryu are getting their swords pulled out of them at the same time. It's fucking rad, this parallel sword pulling. Uh, they repeat that shot from their season one climactic duel where they are, it's it's like that shot from Star Wars The Last Jedi in the throne room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with the foreground yep. silhouettes and the background anthe. Sick shot. Pating, pating. That's the sound swords make. Yep, yep. Pachoo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Utena, you thought this was a duel of swords. <laughs> I'm a tactical mastermind. Cars are screaming around that Sayonji's in. Utena's like, what the fuck are you doing, Kiri? Even after we came here and had an intimate moment and he says, personal feelings are forbidden in combat, immediately takes her by the hand and is like, I will protect you. (laughs) I was just like, personal feelings aren't allowed in combat. You can't be like this. Then a really cool shot where uh, she she has a moment in her own mind where she's like, how many times have we dueled here? Oh, and then he two, says, three, this is the five. third. <gasps> it feels like it's been dozens of times. I swear to God, if we time loop, if we time, okay, if this show, mm-hmm. maybe I should say this. I've for, planted for, this idea in your head and you don't like are it. Are you going to incept something into me? Oh, I have incepted it long ago. If this show does a fucking, um, mm-hmm. uh, 
end of Stephen King's The Dark Tower series. Yeah. Which I have not read, but I understand this is how it ends. Spoiler alert. But massive spoiler alert. Where the whole thing time loops, but then this time something's different. That's not... No, everything's the same, isn't it? No, um, so... A Wikipedia, I've read a Wikipedia note oh, okay, on this. I haven't right. read it myself. Okay. But from what I understand, everything time loops. But then in yep. the time loop alluded to, yeah. um, the key difference at the end of the book as opposed to the one at the start of the first book yeah. is that he has some key MacGuffin with him already. Right, okay. Um, anyway, if that's if that if that's what happens at the end of this show, and then like the story loops but continues in the movie, I'm gonna be so fucking angry, but also pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, okay, so now we have infinite Utena. How many times have we dueled? Three. It feels like dozens. <gasps> ah. And then a cool shot where, like, this is a new one, where all the there's dozens of cars have ringed the dueling arena, which is just black darkness, and they're all lit up in the headlights. Mm. The castle lights have turned off. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's only the car lights now, and they're all angry. Dante, Rebele, La Cucha, Swift, La Cucaracha, (laughs) Desarge, Apocalypse, Book of Revelation. And they're charging at each other and she does the thing where she flips back towards Anthe and they scream each other's names and Anthe powers up the sword. And they're all like, Anthe, I'll never let you go. And once again, Togekiri, oh yeah, they had a moment in the lift on the way up that we flash back to now where she's like, I swear I'll protect you. Really? Yes. You don't believe me? Of course ah. I will. And then she powers up the sword. Yeah, once again, Togekiryu makes that critical tactical error of letting Utana win by doing <laughs> her magical power-up. So Anthe powers up the sword. She does all the cars. Fair point. She wins on her own merit this time. No Sky Prince. That's true. That's true. But you know who does help her? Anthe Himamea. Yeah. Known witch. Known witch. Probably. Cancelled for being a witch. Anthe Himamea text, hexed the moon. Hey, welcome to Hardcore Witches. Where we power up swords every day. So the dozens of... Anthe... Utena stands in a protective stance in front of Anthe. Protecting her. And the dozens of cars, which of course have Oturi as their number plate, symbolising Archeo and his influence, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all drive straight at them. But Anthe prote- uh, Utena protects Anthe from them by cutting them all in half with her sword in a real fucking rules of nature moment. <laughs> and then at the end of the stream, Sionji is... He's in, sitting in the sidecar, but leaning over and driving the motorcycle uh, as Kiryu stands on top of it with his sword raised. And he's uh, all like, I'm going to fucking get you. But no, he can't get her. And She's the motorcycle is also cut in half and Utena wins. And the lyrics say that possibly the most Utena line of music ever. Allegory, allegoria, allegorious. <laughs> it's genius. And that's a duel, baby. The bells ring. The flowers are there. Rose petals everywhere. Utena, in an ominous moment, is like, let's go. Akio is waiting. And, and then, then fucking Tokyo is like, wait, wait. I have to warn you. You're the one who will bring the world revolution. You've got to be careful of that Akio guy. He's not who he says he is. I'm going to quote this. Mm-hmm. Don't let your guard down around end of the world or the rose bride. And that's then- the last advice I can offer you. And she's like, oh, fuck off. Still at it. And he's like, no, no. Who would have thought that being a a lying manipulator forever would backfire on me in the one moment I'm trying to give helpful advice? Tisk, tisk, young man. And then uh, Sionji's lying there like, is it over for us? And Togo's like, no. Of course not. It won't be over till the end of the show. And then it's night time, sitting alone in bed. And Utena's like, huh, huh. wonder where, uh, where Anthe's gone. God, I miss Akio. He's so hot. Better go see them. 
Anthe just is sitting there, and then after a very long pause, turns around and is like, hey. And then Utena has the flashback with the, with the, the swords. big swords, and then is the sword sticking out of young Anthe's little body. Has fallen asleep, and then is like, oh. Goes oh. and looks for them in the sky fuck dungeon. Yep, is like, Anthe's nowhere to be seen. Oh, there she is. Oh, oh look, she's... Perfectly nude, full frontal, hair obscuring sensitive areas. As Archeo watches on from his perverted like couch. Close up on her sad eyes. She she genuinely looks much older in yeah. this shot. I Probably don't know like if that's just a, I don't know if that's a stylistic thing or if it is like a true form thing. Sad time ages. will tell. Yeah. And she looks up, meets the gaze of Utena, and Utena's wide eyed. Whoa. To be continued. Just like what happened with Nanami recently. And me. You should unpack that with your therapist. <laughs> Look, when I walked in on my chairman and saw him with my sapphic love interest that I have had nothing to do with, I was scared and alarmed. Nick. Yeah? Highlights and lowlights for these two episodes. Well, I know what my lowlight is. Okay. It's gonna be just Kiryu on the motorbike. Oh, that fucking rule. No. That's I'm, my highlight. I was just like, okay, he's just on a motorbike. He's doing this thing, but it's like, ugh. Sionji's there being like, I like being in control. And it's just like, okay. Yeah, Sionji yeah. really making a, um, a 11th hour, like, climb up the character popularity polls by just, like, being a normal fucking guy. <laughs> just being like, the Rose Bride was meant to be mine. <laughs> um, that's my low light. My low light is, um... Akio swooping out of nowhere on his horse and picking up Rutana. I was like, oh, of course this guy's fucking here. True. On his white fucking horse. Yeah. Being all like, oh, I'm the prince that you wanted. Highlights. Highlights. My highlight is going to be that last shot of Anthe, full frontal nude with Akio, meeting the gaze of Utena, being like, and now you know. End game. Boss battle engaged. Some shit is happening, Utena. My highlight, uh, honourable mention to Kiryu's motorcycle and the T-pose. <sighs> But my highlight is the duel and specifically cutting all them damn cars in half. That was dope. <laughs> that was hype as shit. Holy fuck. It's, it's interesting that Utena isn't like, hey, these are all Akio's car that I've been in. Hmm. Hmm. Very strange. A touring that Maybe I should right. unpack that. Nah, nah, probably nothing. Look, it's just a fight. Nothing makes sense up here. Yeah, this is a, the freaking Sky Castle. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Powered so, up by Anthe. Nothing matters. Nicholas. Yeah, that's me. How you be? We, I feel like we're in the end. If, game. if we haven't already entered the metaphorical Dio's mansion these last few episodes, yep. we definitely have now. Yeah, we've now had Utena witness full frontal nude. Think Anthe had the Nanami moment where it's like, shit, I need therapy. Yeah, what will happen in the remaining three episodes, Revolutionary Girl Utena, mm. uh, and especially in the next one entitled IMDb.com, A Whisper of Darkness. God, I wish that was the name of IMDb. Just imagine if all websites had a tagline that was like an anime title, you know? I will not, and you can't make me. Netflix, darkness incumbent. The next episode, mm -hmm. the one to revolutionise the world. <gasps> oh my God, it's happening. It's happening. Okay, okay, okay. As well as the 38th episode, uh -huh. the ends, plural, ends, the ends of the world. What? What? Huh? What? And I'm not going to share the final episode name with you, Nick. But I have just fuck me. I have just noticed uh -huh. um, on this IMDb episode list that the last episode of this show mm -hmm. aired on Christmas Eve, 1997. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a Christmas set. Basically. You there, girl? What day is it? Why it's the day I revolutionised the world, Governor? Oh, 
Well, then take, there's still time. Take this hat and these reindeer and bring about revolution. Run down to the nearest sky castle and bring me back the fattest rose bride you can find. <laughs> uh, okay, here's what I reckon's gonna happen, right? Akio will be visited by three ghosts. Not not too far off. Okay. Um, well, so, Tenna's gonna be like, hey, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, well, no, no, no. She's not gonna directly be like that. She's gonna be, she's gonna pull an army, right? She's gonna run off and be like, what the fuck did I just witness? What's going on? Well, oh, 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 real curveball for you. I don't think this will happen, but what if she just like fucking wakes up in her room the next morning and doesn't remember any of it? And Anthea will be all like, hello, Tenna, yeah. how are you going? Would you like some grapefruit? I've got plenty of grapefruit. What was the fucking who are you from the end of last episode? Was that, as we speculated at the time, like her like being like, what is Utena? What is the measure of you? <sighs> I figure it must be, right? Where it's like, maybe Anthe is like, who are you? You well, can't just be some well, girl we, who's more powerful than we I. We also speculated about apparitions last time with the prince appearing, even though uh, mm. he should be trapped in the sky castle by the witch. Yes. What if like... They're both trapped in there all along and like through their magics they have hmm. apparitions in, so, so in the you... form of Archeo and Anthe. Hang on, hang on. So are you saying that none both... Of, none of them are real? That both Archeo and Anthe, Anthe Himamea. are trapped in the castle? Because we know that Anthe was meant to be stabbed by a billion swords. She's stabbed by a billion swords and, and now... she, of course, sealed Dios away. Yeah, so now they're... Two, uh... Tulpas? Yeah, they're doppelgangers. Yeah. Are acting, in the world. Acting on the world in a Tory Academy underneath the Sky Castle, which is upside down. Can't say it's impossible. Neither can I. The ends of the world makes me think that it could be a very legit theory. But what if instead of that, <laughs> right, we have Utena being like, you can't do that to your sister. That's illegal. I'm going to call the police. And Archeo's like, you can't call the police. I am, I am the, the police. police. <laughs> and then has a duel with Archeo that boils down to the moral philosophy Who will of... Anthe choose? I mean, Utena, obviously. But like, is, like, will that be the conflict for her during the duel? No, 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 no. I reckon it all feeds into Anthe's long-term plan. And then Archeo will be like, don't you get it? Anthe's a witch. She can't be trusted anymore. But will she's it, been corrupted by the real it will, world. Um, it'll it'll um, loop back into the whole like the Rose Bride has no will of her own thing. Mm, maybe, maybe it's like there never was a Rose Bride. Oh my god! Or maybe like because I, I, end of the world last, just gave la, them Anthe to play along. Last time we were talking about the um, the nature of the Rose Bride, I'd forgotten mm. that during. Um, Utena's second duel with Toga, mm. like we do have Anthe internal monologue where she's like, she'll never beat Master Kiryu, she can't. Oh, but but wait, this is like that other time. Mm. And like personality awakening in her. What if? What? Okay. What if this whole thing boils down to Anthe? Okay, what if it's immediate drop into where we're at right now and Utena's like staring deep into Anthe's eyes. It's probably not going to happen. But then Anthe is just beckons her in. It's like, I have words to discuss with you, Utena. And then it just gets real weird real fast. And Archeo's like, Utena, this is my sister, Anthe. I need to duel you 
so that we can revolutionize the ah. world. And then they lay out like their grand plan of like the world was destroyed by princesses needing a prince. So just thinking about things we know. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, just doing, just taking a moment to do the. Let's re- define the, our the shut ups. <laughs> <laughs> just taking a moment to do the red string board in my brain. Okay. Utena has become the one who will revolutionize the world. Has been declared that this episode. Yeah. Akio wanted her to become that because him as a fallen prince could not himself. Uh, but would like to use her for his own ends. Sure. So Only now a true prince can become the one who saves the Rose Bride. So now he's manipulating Anthe? I mean, Utena. Utena, for sure. But mm. Anthe is Unclear. Well. And like, are, are his goals now the same or different from what they were when he as a, appeared to Utena as a child and was like, only a prince can save her? Mm. So this dark, corrupted prince, right... Archeo. Quite unquote. Lucifer. The devil himself. The devil himself. That man. Oscar. Um, Oscar Ottery. He. Soul bad guy. <laughs> There's so many things. Um. Wh- okay, what if. Because we know that we had that sequence where Archeo was like, why must you torture me so? Yeah. In my favorite Toxic storytelling method where it's like letterboxes everywhere. Oh, yeah, sorry, letterbox. Um, so, mate, what if. What if Anthe has never slept with Archeo this whole time? And it's instead just been like, yes, this is what you did to me. Look at the scars oh, or something. Oh, shit, that would be awesome. Yeah. And it's just like, this is what you did to me. And Arceus Look like, at it. Yeah. And it's just like, why must you torture me like this? Like, because you couldn't save me. I mean, he, he, we fault. have seen him bodily grab her several times. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's something else. Maybe he knows that he can never escape her power as, as it's like, I'll protect you. But the protection's gone too far. And now he's like, I need to get out. I, I need... I need to get out. And remember that time where he was alone with Utena and was like, it must be difficult being around Anthe so much. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously, Anthe is putting on the act for Utena. Yeah. Because when Utena left, Anthe was like, sad face. But I think there's got to be a degree of genuine affection between them or the whole thing doesn't work, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's so much. There's too much. We, I can't. Well, we'll find out next time on episode 37 of Revolutionary Girl Utena and 38... And then the following week, 39. 39. And by that point, we'll know what's going on with part six, hopefully. And we can assess whether we do another show or we take a break or whatever. Stay tuned for more JoJo's World in the future, unless climate change kills us all. (laughs) It will. And watch out for that novel coronavirus. It's out there. And I'm I'm Liam S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne. Until the end of the world. To, to be, be continued. continued.